Are you looking for a great sci-fi read? If so, be sure and grab The Return by best-selling author Gabriella Balcom. Readers are calling it a thrilling ride that's fascinating and amazing. The world doesn't know about the compound hidden underground, and the wealthy investors funding it want things to stay as they are. It's 2030, and scientists have made numerous scientific advances. They use cutting-edge technology with their feline service units and human replicas, HRs as they're commonly known. However, most of the research being conducted in the facility is illegal. If animal rights activists had an inkling of what went on, they'd be clamoring for justice. Human rights activists would scream from the rooftops. More and more of the HRs are dying and they long for freedom. One of the top scientists isn't happy with the situation either. Tensions are mounting, and things are not as they appear. Other reader comments about The Return include, This is a thrilling ride. I hope there's a sequel. Man, it got me hooked. Best plot twist I've read in a book. You'll love this book. It had me on the edge of my seat. For more of Gabriella's works, check her out on Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle form. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to a brand new episode of My Public Life as an American Nerd. I'm your host, Kevin, and today's show, we have a really, really fun guest. We're going to be talking about some really, really fun stuff. I uh, hope you all enjoy. Uh, we're going to be talking about the new uh, Netflix film, Nimona, which came out this past weekend, and it's actually really, really good. We'll be doing a spoiler-free review of that. Uh, I also had the opportunity to check out Elemental this weekend, which I thought was actually pretty cool. We'll also talk about that a little bit and talk about some box office stuff. And then we're going to talk about some of the big movies coming out in July to kind of get you guys ready, see what you guys are excited for. And we'll talk about what we're excited for. And of course, by we, you all know my guest as uh, they are like one of the co-hosts probably well no they're they're the namesake of geek galaxy with yam and the boys um they <laughs> command the ship they're 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 in charge of it all and we love it and and i'm so happy they're here uh to join me on this episode of nerd of uh, my public life as an american nerd yam welcome to the show thank you for hello hello i mean don't don't stop you can keep going actually. oh i will i will i'll keep going um you know every single show that we do over there is so much fun and it's always great when you guys stop by here and you know we get to chat about other cool nerdy things which is pretty much what we do over there as well um but yeah so i really appreciate you being on thank you very much um so um yeah for all you guys uh listening um feel free uh you know to let us know uh leave a comment make sure to like make sure to share let us know what you think about the show it helps out helps us out a lot when you guys share and get new ears on the podcast i really really appreciate that and um 
So let's just actually jump right into it. So right before we started recording, we were talking about Nimona, uh, which is a new Netflix animated film, um, which is, it's really, really good. It's it's interesting that animation is very, very different. Um, I wouldn't say it's like groundbreaking or anything like that, but it's based on a graphic novel series by N.D. Stevenson, who me and Ian were just talking about this before the show. They also did uh, She-Ra and the Princess of Power uh, for Netflix as well. Um, but of course, this graphic novel series is completely separate from that. Um, but I can imagine a lot of the sensibilities and stuff are the same that are in this, that are in apparent in She-Ra and stuff, because Again, like we talked about before, all these stories are unapologetically queer, right? Like they're very, they're not afraid to go there. And that's what I love about a lot of these animated films are, are some of these animated films are actually doing that a lot more. And it's actually really, really cool. And it's diverse and inclusive now. And then you get a movie like this, which really just kind of, it is very unapologetic with how queer it really is. Um, the story is, it's kind of a, an overall story of kind of being, living in a world where you're kind of seen as a monster, quote unquote, by people who really just don't understand you. Like they're trying to like, you know, they're basically trying to kill you for no reason. Like they're trying to get rid of you. They're trying to eliminate you because they see you as different, because they see you as Bless them. They see you as something scary, something to be threatened by. Um, and this movie does a really, really good job with really kind of from the get go. Like it's I'll tell you guys kind of the main plot. I mean, like kind of how it all starts. And then it kind of goes from there, because at the very beginning, you're kind of introduced to this. This character, his name is uh, Ballister, who's a knight. It's based in modern day, but it has a lot of medieval aesthetics. So it's, it's got like a, it's like if the medieval times just didn't go away, but like there's still technology, like there's people have cell phones, people have all these things, but there are still knights. Like a lot of the architecture in the city is very medieval um, influenced and stuff like that. It's really, really cool to see. Um, this character of Ballister, he's kind of he's become a knight but he doesn't belong in a royal bloodline so like people are kind of like trying to figure out like the regular people are just like the queen's making a huge mistake by turning this person into a knight she's kind of raised him from young basically from when he was a really really young to become a knight um so it's time for his knighting ceremony he's ready to go and um he's also going to be knighted with his I think it's his boyfriend. I don't think it's his husband, but that's kind of the first sign that this movie is kind of doing something really, really cool. Cause you see them like when you first meet them, you don't know about their relationship, but then they're kind of hanging out. You see them start holding hands and stuff. And you're like, Oh wow. Like, this is yeah, exactly. Like, Oh my gosh. Like this is, this is incredible. And then um, what happens is during his knighting ceremony, Ballister, he accidentally, he's essentially set up and he kills the queen. Like the queen oh. is. So, yeah, but that's, that's what, this is all within like the first like five minutes of the movie. So it's, oh really like, Wait. it's not a spoiler. Um, so the movie kind of uh, focuses on him and his journey to kind of 
prove his innocence. Like he didn't have anything to do with this. Right. Like, okay. This is yeah. Someone set him up. So it's him trying to set it up along the way. He meets this, this wonderful character. He meets Nimona, who's this really spunky, like young teenage girl. And she has these powers. I won't say what they are, but she mm-hmm. sees him. Yeah. <laughs> she sees Bellister as like a, a villain so she's trying to become his sidekick because like she just wants to be a villain sidekick. She just wants to destroy stuff. She just wants to break shit. She's just like, <laughs> he's so cool. Like yeah, she's good for just, her. Yeah. And it's funny because as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, that's so Ellie. <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, like fit her to a T. So like the whole movie is just her, like just wanting to destroy shit. Like she's just like, let's do it. She's just so excited to be a villain sidekick. Um, But then she like learns very quickly that he's not a villain. He was set up, but she's still trying to make it happen. She's trying to make the villain thing happen for both of them. Um, But it becomes this, this really heartwarming and sweet story about their relationship as they bond, because he's the only one that sees her as a person and who sees her as a a human being as opposed to this quote unquote monster that everyone else sees that she is. Um, There's one line in the movie that just absolutely destroys me. It comes back into play a little bit later, but it's Nimona. She's talking to Ballister and the quote that she says is, I don't know what's scarier that everyone wants to drive their sword through my heart or that sometimes I want to let them. Um, It's just this really, really kind of like tragic moment where like, you know, she doesn't know if she'd she'd rather just deal with the people wanting to kill her or she'd just rather essentially just let it happen and just die. And of course, that's like a really strong allegory for what unfortunately people deal with on a daily basis, especially in this country. and I think the way they handled it was really, really good. Um, it's never, uh, it's never had like super heavy handed, right? So it's never like, hey, like this is exactly what we're doing. Like, check this out. It's right. very like, it's subtle to an extent, but it's also very much in your face. Like, this is what the story is. Like, it never goes off the rails, never does anything like that's like takes you out of it. It keeps you in the story the whole time and it all flows with the characters and this is a perfect example of diversity and inclusion done like right right because right because they're just letting the story unfold yes yes because we've seen it before oh and they're it's like we're a normal story but they're gay it's exactly story oh cool the characters have full arcs on their own i haven't watched the movie but i'm assuming this is how it goes yeah it's like the character like the character just so happens to be gay which is important it's not the character is this and also their character right. Trait is gay. right and the cool thing is like that it like exactly like you said like it never is that's not the story right like the yeah. it's just he's just a guy who's who's happens to be in a relationship with another guy this shit goes down and he has to prove his innocence and the whole time his boyfriend is after him. At, uh, you know, he thinks he killed him too, the queen too. So it's kind of this like weird thing between each other. And Ballister sees the way that his boyfriend kind of sees him. And he's like, you see the way he looked at me? Like he thought I was a monster. Like all these, it's just this, this very 
very tragic but very fun and heartwarming story um so basically this movie has been in the works for i guess it was 2018 i think is when it kind of started production um blue sky studios who also did ice age and the peanuts movie were doing it like they were making it they were doing it but then disney bought blue sky studios they bought fox so they bought the studios so they shuttered a lot of their productions this was one of them. Now, the reason why they shuttered this one specifically, Disney shuttered this one because of its heavy LGBTQ themes and because there is a same-sex kiss in the movie. Um, Disney was like, we can't do that. We're shutting you guys down. That's when Netflix picked it up and Netflix... Um, came to the rescue and did their thing let me see real quick what the name of the other production company who did it because they deserve a shout out for jumping in and taking over this wonderful wonderful story um the production studios is called annapurna pictures um they took over the production duties and netflix bought it and they released it um, because of their working relationship with ndc stevenson already they kind of just worked that out so um Highly, highly recommend checking it out. If you guys haven't seen it yet, go watch it. It's on Netflix. Movies like this are important. Movies like this are, um, especially for our kids to see, right? Like they, my kids, like we watched it and they like, they loved it and they understood, like they got it. Like they realized what it was kind of a whole allegory for. And they were very, very passionate about making sure that they never my my kids are always good with that anyways they're very passionate about making sure that other kids never feel like they're left out or they're different quote unquote or whatever like that so um it's a wonder it's a great family movie it's got some great action great heart great some truly hilarious moments like um the cast is uh chloe grace moritz as um namona and uh, Riz Ahmed as Ballister. So uh, the cast is fantastic. He's he's been in a he's he's been doing really well for himself lately. He was in The Sound of Metal, which is another movie I really really love. Um, but um, but yeah, those two are kind of the head of the cast, and they do a wonderful job. So um, oh, definitely uh, check that out. Eugene Eugene Eli- Eugene from the Try Guys is also in this movie. Oh yes yes Lang. yes yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's really good too. Like the whole cast is just phenomenal. Uh, there's a character named Todd who's just the dumbest character I think I've ever seen in a movie, but he's so funny, just the biggest idiot. But I just couldn't laugh, help but laugh like every time I saw him on screen. But um, yeah, really good movie. Definitely check that out. Um, so yeah, on Saturday uh, we got to check out Elemental, which is the latest uh, Pixar movie. Uh, which is basically two elements, fire and water coming together and trying to make a relationship happen. And it's kind of another story that kind of has these deeper um, under kind of the surface meanings that really, really kind of makes you think and kind of makes you, uh, this one's more focused on like immigration and also finding a place in a place that, you know, in a world that doesn't want you, you know what I mean? It's kind of the same idea. Um. It was good. It was really good. It was the animation was great. The music was great. The story was great. Um, But after capping it off with something like, you know, the other one, I cannot, Nimona, I, I, 
if I had to recommend one of the two, I would probably recommend Nimona, to be honest. Um, but I still think um, Elemental was really, really well done. I'm a big animation geek. So seeing kind of the way they animated fire and the way they animated water was really, really cool. Really, really brought them to life in a really cool and unique way that I wasn't expecting. It had me in tears by the end, but it's Pixar, so it tends to do that. Yeah. Um, what's that? I said, yeah, it's going to make you cry. Yeah, Did it's going to make you cry. Like they were trying to make you cry, or you just so well, happen to cry at the story? You happen to cry at the story on this one. Like, there's nothing. Okay. Like, I was kind of bracing myself for that quote-unquote Pixar moment where you're like, they're forcing yeah. you to cry. This one didn't really have that. It was very much like, it was kind of, it was more of happy tears, too, because, like, you're okay. like... You know, it wasn't like sad tears or anything like that. It was very happy and uplifting kind of tears, um, which was great. The short before it was Carl's Date, which is Carl from Up going on his first date um, since Ellie. Um, And that movie or that short like has you in tears before the movie even starts so yeah, naturally because uh, naturally of course of course um but yeah i'm pretty sure that'll be hitting disney plus soon if not go check it out in theaters it's a fun watch uh my kid again the kids loved it we loved it we thought it was a lot of fun um so yeah so, so those are two quick kind of movie reviews to get out of the way have you watched anything lately or seen anything lately yam that you want oh um now that you ask i forget <laughs> also i feel embarrassed because i couldn't remember eugene from the try guys full name it is eugene lee yang i <laughs> it was like i should know this i've been following the try guys no that's since they, like, since they became the try guys which and character like, did he play let's see other was he the other night he's uh other night yeah 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 he's a uh yeah golden line golden loin yeah 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 so he's the he's the boyfriend who's like kind of in charge of the, the queens i guess it's her like i guess i don't know what she really is she's kind of like the the next queen in line so like she was kind of working for the queen so she's in charge now and so like she sets him off to go find ballister because he knows him the best so right. it's, it essentially puts them at odds with each other he was really, really good. Of, sorry i'm trying to think of what i have watched recently we haven't been to the movies in a while. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, life gets in the way. Just don't have that time. <laughs> um, gosh, I think right now, Nick and I are, you know what? Nick and I are preparing for, um, I say preparing, the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who is this year. Oh, in nice. And, um, you know, I remember the 50th anniversary, you know, 10 years ago. It's weird to think about. I remember it like it was yesterday. I <laughs> I watched that episode twice in the same That's day, cool. like right when it premiered, and then I like I had it recorded. I kept it forever, so I just watched it right again. Like again, I dropped my friend off at home, got home, yeah. watched it again. But yeah, so we're preparing for the 60th anniversary by rewatching all of Doctor Who. Nice. Which, oh my gosh, I'm like that's a long time of TV to catch. It doesn't <laughs> feel like it though because we've watched it yeah. so much already so that's cool but yeah that's that's what we've been watching recently so i know they're working on a new a new season right or a new season's coming up 
with the yeah. new doctor and everything. Um, so from what I read about it, um, I know they're getting like supposedly like I guess Disney is working with them now or something like that, right? Like, aren't they doing a co-production? Yeah. So it's yes, going to have a, like a bigger budget. And it's, um, I, I've heard a lot of people talking online specifically about how they're going to take away like the things that make it like, make it more like, it's going to be more like typical television now, right? It's going to have that, that, that look of like, you know what I'm talking about? It's not going to you know, have. I know what you mean. And that's, or are you excited also- about that? I'm super excited for Doctor Who to get, because um, they're being backed by Disney now. So I'm super excited for right. Doctor Who to have like this huge budget and all like the set photos that they're releasing. Like, you know me, I don't like watching trailers. I don't like looking yeah. ahead at, at anything. But every time a set photo comes out, I'm looking. Um, <laughs> so it's so cool to see all the costumes they're getting. And in terms of like um, it being more generalized TV, because like I was worried that Disney would kind of make it more general for their audience maybe on Disney plus but they brought back Russell T Davies who's the showrunner when the show first came back in 2005 and so he was on for a few seasons before Stephen Moffat was the showrunner and they brought it like honestly they should have just I I don't know all the details but I'm like I wish you had stayed on the entire time because he's (laughs) so good because he also in 2005 for those first couple seasons they included queer characters without it being like a look at this character they're gay but then it kind of felt like they did that later on and and like russell t davies is uh, is a queer person so he's able to write queer stories and then when he left doctor who he went on to write more queer stories and now he's back that's great and so i'm like all right let's get the gays back in here (laughs) i love it let's do it Who's the? Yeah, so uh, I'm gentleman. not really worried about like the story being more generalized because he's one of the original people who brought the show back. So I'm very excited in general. Very. Who's the new gentleman that's going to be playing the doctor? Um, um I'm trying to remember his name. Sorry, let me. Oh, I should know that. No, no, it's okay. It's okay if you can't remember. It's okay. <laughs> I'm trying to figure. I remember everything. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it real quick. Um, so let's see. Yeah, that's it. Um, I'm gonna butcher this. I'm gonna butcher this. Uh, it's uh, Shudi Gatwa. It. What is it? Shudi Gatwa. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, he looks amazing. He looks like he fits the part, and I'm so hot too. Yeah, he looks everything they put him in. Every single costume. That's the thing. They're <laughs> they're not like, oh, this is the new doctor here's his cool outfit it's here's the new doctor and we're gonna make sure that you know he's hot that's great that's awesome and we love that oh it's great it's great that's good i'm good i'm glad i'd love to have uh both you and nick on like as it gets closer to that the 60th anniversary and we could talk about a little bit more it could kind of school school me a little bit more on doctor who it's a show that me and eli have tried to start but it's something that like we start it and then we're really bad with finishing things that we start so it's right. like uh we're not starting from like way way back right oh so no nor should you start, yeah we're starting like the the newer like you said what 2006 2005 2005 yeah yeah we started there um 
good so far. I'm really enjoying it. And everything I, I've seen like episodes here and there, and I really, I do like it. It's really fun. Like I yeah. enjoy it. I just need to sit down and like really get into it. I just went to Google how many seasons of Doctor Who there are. Like just in terms of new who, not the OG. Right. It's telling in in total it oh it only gave me the one from 1963 to 19. Of course. Is that what you think I'm Googling? <laughs> I'm watching that right now. No offense right? to anyone who does want to watch it. No, I'm sure I I don't even know. I don't even know if a lot of people would be. Um yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's it's a long show, but it's funny. I don't really see it in terms of like how many seasons there are. I just see it in terms of how many, like by the doctor, because each doctor will have a couple seasons at least. Right. So I mean the first like the first season of New Who, it's the ninth doctor has one season, and then David Tennant has three. And then the one after that has I think three. Who's your favorite? I guess I can add them all up. Who's been your favorite? Oh, uh, it'd be Peter Capaldi. Oh, okay. He seems to be on the top of a lot of people's lists, yeah. Yes, his season, I believe it's season eight. It's his second season that is my favorite to watch. I've, oh my gosh. My favorite episode is episode Midnight. That one is with David Tennant. I don't know why. I just remember because I watch it now and I'm like, this is terrifying. But like when I first watched it, I as like a comfort show, I would put on this episode and it's right. like a That's cool. horror episode. And it's and there's no there's no closure to it. It's just like, well, that was scary. I guess we'll <laughs> never know what it was because we can't go outside because the air is toxic to us. But like they were trapped in something. It was it was a bottle episode, essentially. Right. They were trapped in like a, a cargo that's cool cargo vessel, travel vessel and they never know what happened terrifying so that's my favorite episode david tennant is like everyone's favorite including bbc's favorite but mm-hmm. my favorite is peter capaldi's the 12th doctor his season where it's like a lot of double episodes two-part episodes and the stories are just fantastic but yeah that's cool, that's cool. yeah is amy pond i just i love karen gillen so much yeah, Karen Gillan. Um, gosh, I also like. Um, I see, I don't. So I know a lot of these people that came from Doctor Who, right? Like Karen Gillan and um, the name Juno Temple. I think her name is. I think. Am I getting her name wrong? I could be getting her name. Wrong. She's in. Uh, Juno Temple, isn't she in Ted Lasso? Ted Lasso, yes, yes. Yeah. I believe she was in. Uh, yeah, she was in Doctor Who as well, right? I believe so. Um, Google. I thought she was. I could be wrong, but I could have sworn she was. No, she was. No. Not. Okay. All because they're British doesn't mean they're in Doctor Who. I know. I get it. I get it. I thought you're looking at blonde and British. Do you mean Billy Piper? Billy Piper. I could be it. That could be it. But I'm now. I'm now. I'm ashamed of myself. How dare you? <laughs> I, know. I would say I love. So she plays I, Rose in the first season, first and second season, and she's. Fantastic. A lot of people don't like Rose. I love Rose. Nice. Oh, yeah, Billy Piper's great. I like them a lot. They're really cool. So yeah. So Doctor Who, yeah, we'll definitely have you guys on and we'll have do a whole episode on Doctor Who. I'm really actually excited for that. I'll try to catch up on Doctor Who before then too. We'll see what happens. Who knows? It's gonna be a long summer. 
we'll see what yeah. happens um, until November. So have until November. We but. do. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Um, real quick. I just want to kind of talk about some uh, box office stuff this weekend. Uh, so this weekend we saw the release of Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny, uh, which obviously unfortunately did not do very well at the box office still made $60 million um, opening weekend. Isn't horrible. Isn't bad, but of course people's, you know, when you hear something like Indiana Jones or Star Wars or anything like that, you're like, this thing's going to be huge, right? right. Um, but wasn't. I think people are just done with it. People are sick of it. Uh, they should have ended with Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, but I just don't think people are, especially after Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which was released uh, about 10 years ago. I think I think a lot of people felt burned by that and they just weren't huge fans. So a lot of people did not go see this one. Um, I know. Uh, so, yeah, I know you're are you a fan of Indiana Jones at all? You can be honest. Like, I, have you watched them all? Are you like. No. Into, or, OK, have you watched any of them? <laughs> have you watched any of them? No. Oh, okay. the, yeah. One time it was on. Okay. <laughs> it was... One time it was on and I was like, oh, that this is it. This this is n- full offense. <laughs> Hey. I was half watching. I was hung over. I was like, and my dad's like, this is the best movie ever. I was like, are you sure? Listen. <laughs> no, no, I know. I know. No, no. And I, I totally get it. It's not for everyone, right? Like not everyone's going to go out and watch Indiana Jones. Like people, I'm sure you love the Indiana Jones ride at least, right? At Disney oh, yeah. Ride? So much like, fun. Of course, you know. Um but I think, I think uh, you know, it's not for everybody. And me and Eli just did our rewatch. We watched them all from the beginning. He really enjoyed them. He really liked them. But I don't think it helped that I kind of made him sit down and watch them. And I was just kind of chatting his ear off the whole time, which was a lot of fun. Um, I love them. a lot of fun. If, we're, if, if we were to sit down and have a marathon and you were yeah. telling me all this cool stuff, I would super enjoy that. But if I had the of option of like... <laughs> movie night do you want to watch indiana jones i'm gonna say no <laughs> understandable understandably so and again i'm, I'm a sucker for those kind of like action adventure like right. mostly adventure movies so like the like globe trotting type i guess you could call them dad movies like whatever but they are they're very much dad movies, dad movies. but they're fun right like movies like that and like national treasure movies are like I like the National Treasure movies. Okay, oh, I, could, I, I could fuck up a National Treasure movie. Yeah, <laughs> you what? I would watch a National Treasure oh, movie. Yeah, National Treasure movies are great, and that's kind of the next like predecessor from Indiana Jones, which I thought right. it's going really well. And I was kind of hoping they'd make a third one. They made a TV show for Disney Plus, got canceled. Haven't watched it yet, but mm-hmm. um, we'll see how it is. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, it didn't perform very well. A lot of people are surprised, but then again, there's like. 70% of people out there that are like, no, this was going to happen. Like Indiana Jones is like, nobody wants to go watch that anymore, unfortunately. Um, so there are some movies that are doing great. Uh, Elemental last weekend took the top spot again, um, but this weekend went down to number two. Um, and you got still got across the Spider-Verse in theaters, um, which is still doing really, really well. Uh, so you got all these other movies that are out already or that are going to be coming out that more people are excited for, especially the people who only go to the movies once or twice a year to watch a lot of these big ones. I don't think Indiana Jones was really on their radar as much. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of too bad, but, you know. It happens. Here we are, 2023. We don't need another Indiana Jones. I don't want to listen. That's another thing. I haven't even watched it, right? Like I probably would have watched it first thing. 
we're going to watch it when we come back from camping next weekend. But it's one of those movies that usually I would have been super, super excited to watch, but I just didn't really care to watch it this weekend. So yeah, and like also, it's like you were saying all the movies that had come out this, there are movies that have come out recently and then there are more movies coming out yeah. just in a couple of weeks. So it's like if every every weekend there's a blockbuster movie that comes out people are going to pick and choose which one they go to because exactly going to the movies, still like you know you have some of your smaller theaters your nostalgic theaters are like five bucks a ticket well, some people have their their membership that they have right like you and yeah, then, exactly so, yeah well, nick has nick has the free tickets like all, he gets free tickets all the time that's pretty much how the only way we go to the movies now because then we'll just pay for concessions but then like I'm like, if I were to be like, okay, I get to go to the movies this month. Am I going to see Indiana Jones or am I going to go see the Barbie movie? Yeah. I'm going to go see the Barbie movie. That's, you know. <laughs> and that's kind of what Ka- that's uh, my wife, Cassie. That's, that's her thing too. Right. Like she's excited to see Indiana Jones, but she's like, if she had to pick one movie, which we'll actually get into this conversation in a second, like, especially in July, like she's going to pick something yeah. else. Right. Like something that, that she really, really wants to watch. Um, speaking of that, let's talk about some of the movies coming out in July. I think I already know where you're going to land on this, where your favorite, your most anticipated movie of July is going to be. Um, but there's four big ones that I really want to talk about. Um, there's a couple other smaller ones we'll talk about um but we won't get too much into the weeds on those um and i'm curious what your thoughts are on kind of what movie do you think is going to have the most impact and which one's going to kind of rule july like which one do you think is going to just make the most money and again this is all guesses like i'm no professional either so we'll see what happens um so let's get started with that so the first kind of big movie coming out in july comes out july 12th um and that's going to be mission impossible dead reckoning um another one of those I guess you call them dad movies. Um, but, um, <laughs> no, no, no. The mission, the Mission Impossible series is one of those series that is um, it. So I personally am a fan of those movies. I think they're great. I think um, each installment kind of gets better and better every movie. Um, so I'm personally very excited for this one, um, but I don't. Um, I think it's going to do really well too. I think people are going to go see it. And one thing I was actually thinking about the other day is the idea of the marquee movie star, like a real movie star that people still pay money to go see just because they are in it. Right. Like there used to be a time, like specifically during the nineties in the early two thousands, when you had um, these actors who would draw in people, like people would just go see like, it sounds weird to think about, but people would just pay to go see the new Will Smith movie, right? People would pay to go yeah. see the new uh, Tom Hanks movie. Like people would go to say, pay to see whatever movie these guys were in. And and Tom Cruise was kind of in that area, right? Like he was kind of in that zone where people would be like, they don't care what the movie is. They're like, oh, there's a new Tom Cruise movie. I'm going to go watch that movie. Um, yeah, Nicole Kidman's husband, ex-husband. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly who he is. Yes, Nicole. Is, after they got divorced, things went downhill really fast. Um, and listen, we all have our reasons to hate Tom Cruise. Um, but he's, um, listen, I still think he kind of still has that power in a weird way. I still think he has, he's, to me, he's kind of one of the last kind of movie stars, like one of the last stars of that caliber that people will go see their movies because they're in it. Um, and I, I feel like the mission impossible series is a great example of that because people will go see this movie because Tom Cruise is in it. 
if they made like a Mission Impossible movie without Tom Cruise, I don't see it being nearly as successful as these movies are. Um, so I think this movie is going to do really well, um, but I don't know how well it's going to do um, at the box office. Um, and I know, I mean, I'm just going to assume, yeah, just by knowing you, you you're not going to go watch this movie. Um, I go see this movie. It has uh, Kidman's ex-husband in it espionage and fun spy stuff and big action set pieces and it's just like everything is practical and that's what i love about tom cruise is no, he does things, i know that about you know, i know that about yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> it is pretty cool not but my, i can understand it's just not my jam i completely understand that i completely understand that so let's move to the to the to the big like to the big the big battle of the summer, the one that everybody's talking about, the one that everyone seems to be choosing a side for, the one that 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 seems to be the talk of the summer. Of course, we're talking about Oppenheimer versus Barbie at the box office. They are both opening on the same weekend, and people are already pitting them up against one another. Um, so <laughs> I... So I already know which one's going to come out on top of this one. Like I already know from yeah. in my heart, like which one's going to be on top. And I also know which one in my heart, like most people really want to go see. Like, I don't think, I think Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer's fine. Like I'm honest again, like this <laughs> okay. is, what's that? it's okay it's okay no so listen here's the thing like i'm i am a christopher nolan fan like i think he's a wonderful director i think the stuff he did with the dark knight trilogy was really good i think mm -hmm. that uh he's done a lot of good movies since then like he did a tenet inception i thought was really good um he's done some really really great things um but i also feel like he's one of those very i guess call him i, I like to call him a little bit pompous of a filmmaker right like i feel like he's very much like you have to really kind of dig in and really understand what he's doing and he i kind of feel like he's that kid on the playground that thinks he's better than everyone else because he's doing this really really cool thing um and that's how i see christopher nolan and i think the people who like who are huge fans of christopher nolan also think that they're better than everyone else because they like this prestigious director better than more so than anyone else um but I think I think Oppenheimer is going to do fine. I think it has its audience. It has its yeah. people who's he's aiming for. Um, Barbie, on the other hand, everyone's going to go see Barbie. Everybody is going to go see Barbie, and I love in the trailer how they say, "Hey, this movie. If you love Barbie, this movie is for you. If you hate Barbie, this movie is for you." That's like. And that's exactly what it is. Um, of course, this is the newest movie by Greta Gerwig. This movie has an interesting production history as well. At one point, it was supposed to be starring Amy Schumer as Barbie. Um, who knows what happens with that version? Apparently, her and Greta did not see eye to eye. Um, but I'm actually kind of glad that we got the versions that we're getting. We got Margot Robbie. We got Ryan Gosling. We have Kate McKinnon. We have... Is it Ray? Is it Um What's his name? I was uh, uh, Simon Liu, uh, Shang Chi. Yeah, Sarah. Yeah, Dua Lipa's a mermaid. Yes, and she changes color when she goes in the water. I think that's fantastic. I think it's going to be so much fun. That's the one that like everyone in my house is really excited for too. Like, 
Uh, I was talking to Cassie about it the other day. I was like, if you could pick one movie in July, which one would you go watch? She's like, Barbie. Barbie. I, <laughs> so, have, an outfit, I have an outfit picked out to wear for when I go see Barbie. That's, I bought a fanny pack to that's, go see Barbie. <laughs> and that's the 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 power of Barbie, right? Like, I think yeah, and that's like it's the power of Barbie. It's the power of Greta Gerwig. I just don't know who's dressing to go see Oppenheimer. <laughs> nobody is dressing to be off but gonna... like have you seen people go doing i'm sure you have people who are like oh this is what you do to double feature oppenheimer and barbie it's the barbenheimer double feature oh, the... yeah oh my gosh oh. i should i should pull one up and just read it to you i did okay. see that they built the barbie house in malibu they actually built like the house like the really pink house yes. and someone had tweeted how like house. Someone had tweeted out the Oppenheimer promotional team has the opportunity to do something really funny right now. Yeah. Um, oh, here, here, look at, I mean, you're going to look, you're going to look at this on the screen. It says, it's a t-shirt that says, I, I survived Barbenheimer. I, I saw that. I actually showed that to Eli today. I was like, I need that I shirt. shirt. I want to get that shirt so bad. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty obvious which one's going to take that weekend. It's going to be Barbie. People are curious about Barbie. People are excited about Barbie. Um, and I think it's going to do like, I think it's probably going to be, honestly, I think it's going to be the biggest movie of the summer, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think the appeal of it's just going to bring in everybody. Like it's, it's going to bring in so many people. Um, and then the last movie I kind of wanted to talk about, which is one I'm really, really, really excited for. I think this is my most anticipated of July, which is the, um, Disney's Haunted Mansion. I'm really, really excited for this version of Haunted Mansion. I think it looks like a lot of fun. I think uh, I love Lakeith Steinfeld. I think he's fantastic. Um, it's got a great cast. It's got Jamie Lee Curtis, Rosario Dawson. Like I love Rosario Dawson. Um, <clears throat> and like I said, Lakeith Steinfeld. It's got. Um, uh, now I'm blanking on her name. Uh, Tiffany Haddish. Uh, who I think is really funny. Um, yeah, the cast, Luke Wilson, or Owen Wilson, sorry. Uh, it's got Owen Wilson, and it looks like a lot of fun. Like, I do feel like, you know, a lot of the trailers have been a little bit rough as far as the CGI and stuff, but I do think a lot of that is just because they're finishing it up and they're um, kind of doing, you know, last-minute touch-ups and stuff on it. So, um, but I mean, I love the I love the attraction. I love the Haunted Mansion. It's probably my favorite ride at any Disney park. I think it's great. I think it's so much fun. And I really can't wait to see what they do to bring it to life. I hope. I'm hoping. I'm hoping about the... Uh, it's not nearly as bad as the Eddie Murphy version. Um, but hey, I... Let's, let's step back. Wow, you say bad? Okay, and there you go. See, I knew this was going to happen. Um, <laughs> There's there's a certain generation of people who grew up with that movie, and there's like that's their version of the haunted mansion, which is great, which is understandable. I think I was twenty something when that movie came out, so I wasn't like Let's do the math. No, when, we, we don't have to do the math. We don't have to do. I don't need to tell you how old I was when that movie came out. <laughs> what, what year did that come out? Two thousand three. Two thousand three. Okay. Yeah. Two thousand three. I was 23. I was 23 when that movie came out. So like it didn't really grab my my um, imagination as it did a lot mm-hmm. of other people. Um, but I also think it came right on the heels of Pirates of the Caribbean. So the first Pirates of the Caribbean was when it came out, people weren't sure what to expect, but it turned out to be really, I think it was 2001 for Pirates of the Caribbean. 
Yeah, hold on. Yeah. I can. I can. Pirates movies. Don't search pirates movies. <laughs> because it. Oh no, that was was also two thousand three. I'm like, that wasn't that early. Oh, was it the same year? Okay, also yeah. two thousand three. Yeah. So I can't remember which one came out first. I want to say it was Pirates of the Caribbean. I believe that was kind of kick off the summer. Yeah. So I think that kind of set the tone for what these attractions, these movies based off of attractions can do. Um, But I feel like the Haunted Mansion just didn't hit. I think my expectations were just really, really high. You know what I mean? Like they were just a lot higher Mm -hmm. than they should have been. And I went into it. I mean, they met my expectations. I thought it was hilarious. I'm sure they did. How old were you? Like four four, or five? Great. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was fantastic. Um, Listen, and this is, you know, Eddie Murphy's great. Like, I I love Eddie Murphy. Like, you know, but that was kind of during his, you know, he did what? Like, he had the strings of, like, family movies, right? So he had, like, Daddy Daycare and, like, all that other stuff. Which, again, I'm sure there's a generational thing where those movies were just classics, right? (laughs) Um, which is fine, which is fine, but I'm, I'm hoping that this one kind of balances the, the action aspect of it and the horror a little bit better, kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean, did, you know, right. the first yeah. one was, was really good with balancing the action adventure with the horror. And it was a legitimately kind of scary movie and had some really, really terrifying things in it. And it didn't speak down to its audience and didn't speak down to who it was trying to, to, um, appeal to, which I thought was really, really cool. So. I hope this movie does the same. Um, and I think we've already established this, but so you're you're really excited for Barbie. Um, I'm really excited for Haunted Mansion and Barbie. I'm really excited for them all, but I think if I can only see one this summer, it would probably honestly be Haunted Mansion. But again, you know, everyone has their opinions. Anyone listening, let us know what you guys want to go see, what you guys are excited for. Let us know what, um, what movie's going to take take your july for you what movie are you gonna go check out and um are you really excited to to see um yeah so yeah we are going camping tomorrow and you're not gonna have any 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 internet access any cellular service we're not gonna have anything and that's horrible that's terrible and i thought that sounds like a scary movie yeah do you have any specific like examples of like some of your favorite, whether it's it's movies, TV shows, or anything like that, that that are focused at a campground or that are that are camp based movies? I was thinking about this today, and I was like, for some reason, like I know there are movies, right? Like there's things like Friday the Thirteenth, which I mm-hmm. of course it's classic, you know, classic horror in a thing. There's a bunch of like weird kind of dis like not even disney movies but there's this one movie that came out in the 90s called camp nowhere which was a horrible horrible camp movie but i loved it when i was a kid it's about these kids that take over a camp in the middle of nowhere summer camp it was really really bad i think it had daniel stern in it too from home alone um i can't even remember (laughs) yeah it was pretty bad um see it's hard right it's like you know it's like the first thing i thought i'm like i can't think of movies like, let me think of TV shows, and then what the first thing I think of isn't a camping movie. I thought of Yellow Jackets. Like, I haven't watched Yellow Jackets. I just know like they can't <laughs> crash somewhere and they're like stranded. Um, and then I thought again, like camp movies, camp movies, camp movies. I can't believe I forgot about Camp Rock. And camp, camp Rock, Rock too. 
There you go. Camp Rock 2. Um, I totally forgot about uh, Adam family, Adam's family values too. Oh, when... oh and um, the, 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 um, the beginning of the parent trap. Yes. Yes. There there I That's where they meet. There you go. Yes. Um, yeah. I just thought it'd be fun. I'm trying to figure out which, cause I kind of want to maybe download one or two movies to kind of watch around there. I know we should be camping and like in the woods and, oh, and, but I'm looking at this list on Vulture and they have the, the, the top, top 15 camp movies. I'm just going to go down this list real quick. Uh, see if you've seen any of these and let me know what you think. There's Ernest Goes to Camp, which I'm sure you're a huge fan of. Oh, um, <laughs> Indian Summer from 1993, Space Camp from 1986, Camp Nowhere, the one I mentioned, 1994. Um Friday the 13th, 1980. Oh, this is, well, but I'm a cheerleader. That was good. That was based at camp. I don't know if you've seen oh, that. Oh, yeah. Very good. Cheerleading. That one. Yeah, that was good. Oh, Natasha uh, Leone. Yes. Love. We love Natasha Leone. Love, love. Uh, <laughs> Heavyweights, 1995. Oh, my God. I remember that movie. I wish I didn't. Um, I, I, I Googled with- camp. Sorry. I Googled camp movies and it's like giving me some of them all of them are horror movies pretty much pretty much i mean that's and that uh, people hate or people hate camping and they get scared and it's a scary thing and we're gonna be out there with no cell service no internet (sighs) who knows what's gonna happen i don't know i think we'll survive we'll be fine of course, number eight is Adam's Family Values. Uh, number seven is Meatballs, starring Bill Murray from 1979. Number six is The Parent Trap, 1961 and 1998 versions. Uh, number five, oh, Wet Hot American Summer, mm-hmm. which I really liked. Uh, number four was is just called Camp with uh, Anna Kendrick, apparently. came out in 2003. Um, number three is Little Darlings. Number two, oh, Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise Kingdom was a good one. And then, yeah. yeah. And number one was, is Troop Beverly Hills from 1989. So, yeah, I remember I I watched that movie. I was nine years old. I remember when that movie came out. Um, It was okay. It was, it was decent. It was a fun movie, but um, let us know what you guys think. What are some of your favorite camp movies? Um, Whether it's horror or not, what's up? I was, I'm like, I'm thinking about the, but I'm a cheerleader. I was like, yeah, she goes to a camp, right? A yeah, camp. it's like, but it, but it's also the movie is camp. Yeah, that's. I just thought I'm like, is that really a camp movie? No, the movie is camp. <laughs> have you tried? Have you ever tried trying to tell someone the difference between camp and camp, like camping and camp? Right, right. Because I tried, and apparently it's really difficult because I'm like, all right, think about like Barbie that's camp right 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 i don't get it though i was like i can't explain it i'm bad at explaining things too so i'm like guys please (laughs) it is a very weird distinction why do they call it all camp huh it's camp it is camp yeah i know exactly what you mean why is it it called camp why is it yeah like i understand you're camping but why is camp called camp like when it's campy i don't know that's really bizarre Words are weird. Words are weird. But of course, we're on a podcast. That's all we use is words. Words are our magic power. So that's cool. Um, all right, you guys. Well, thank you guys for checking out the show. Yam, 
thank you for being here. Thank you for for dealing with my my scatterbrained rantings. Um, I think I had it. I think I had it done pretty well. Um, I think it's great. I'm happy. And thank you for inviting me to listen to your not so scattered brain rantings. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for saying that. That makes me feel a little bit less ranty. I get. I don't know. I don't even know. Um, but um, make sure you all check out uh, Geek Galaxy with Yam and the Boys. Uh, we have a new episode actually dropping this week, so that should be out shortly. Uh, we actually going to be releasing every other week. So that'll be a lot of fun. We talk about, you know, again, we talk about a lot of the, some of the same, same stuff we talk about on here, but it it's a little bit more, um, I don't even know how to describe it. How would you describe Geek Galaxy? Um, if you had to describe Geek Galaxy, how would you describe it? Oh, I would describe it as, you know, I was going to try to say something funny, but very um, campy. <laughs> it's, I think it's a nice, it's a hangout sesh between, between four people and you know every every episode we kind of take turns talking about things we want to um nick will um play some games with us he'll make up some some demented little game for us to play um where and you're like am i wrong he made it specifically for me based on my interests so if you ever want to listen to that please go please please listen yeah listen to four people talk about their special interests and it's all nerdy Absolutely. Through the, through the galaxy with us it's great love it it's so much fun yeah i really love doing that i love doing this show i love doing it all um thank you guys for checking out the show thank you guys um for listening and we really really appreciate every single one of you out there um i was gonna say something but i forgot which i know isn't great for podcasting but you know what it is what it is um <laughs> What's that? I'm sure that's, just say it next time. That's all. We'll say it next time. Yeah, we'll say it next time. Um, anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Um, we'll see how camping goes. I'll tell you all, all about it. We'll see, you know, how my withdrawals go from the outside world. We'll see how it all goes. We'll swimming in lakes. And, and we're going to a lake that I didn't realize actually disappears every winter. Like the lake. That's why they call it Lost Lake. Because it literally, like, goes into a like a, a hole every winter lake? yeah we're going oh. to this lake oh my i mean i don't i don't know what i don't know what places are called so <laughs> i'm happy i have cassie's have cassie's location i'm gonna Jeez. be checking every day to make see if she pops up again i don't think i don't think you will oh, we'll see how that goes seven. We'll see how that goes. Who knows how it's going to go, um, but we'll survive. We'll survive. We'll see you guys um, next week for sure. Um, all right, you guys, thank you guys for checking out the show. And as always, stay nerdy America. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>